بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن أبي اليقظان عمار بن ياسر رضي الله عنهما قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن طول صلاة الرجل وقصر خطبته مئنة من فقهه فأتيل الصلاة وأقصر الخطبة رواه مسلم The chapter which we are discussing currently, the heading which Imam Nawi rahmahullah has given, the chapter which deals with waz and nasihat, giving advice and being concise, being brief, not being verbose, not over-lengthening one's advice. We discussed the first hadith in the chapter already. The second hadith is narrated by a very, very famous Sahabi. His name most of us should be familiar with. The kuniyat or laqab which was given to him was Abu al-Yaqzan, Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Ammar bin Yasir accepted Islam in the very, very early stages. His father's name was Yasir and his mother's name was Sumeya radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Sumeya radiallahu anha is the first female shaheed of the ummah, first woman to drink from the cup of shahadat, was Sumeya radiallahu ta'ala anha, and she was made shaheed when Abu Jahl pierced a spear through the most private part of her body. This entire family, Ammar, his mother, his father Yasir, his mother Sumeya radiallahu anhuma, from the early stages, they would be persecuted very, very greatly. And they suffered tremendously at the hands of the kuffar of Makkah, the enemies of Islam. In fact, Rasulullah when he would pass by this family and see the extent to which they were being tortured, he would encourage them and he would say, Sabran ya ala yasir fa inna mu'idakumul jannah. That exercise sabr and patience, O family of Yasir, for verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised you Jannah. Such was the extent of the torture on this family that at times burning coals used to be applied to their flesh. Physically they were burnt. Once Rasulullah sallallahu passed by this family and he saw that this was how they were being tortured. So he addressed the fire and he said, Ya Nar, kuni bardan wa salaman. That he said, O fire, become a source of coolness and comfort on the family of Yasir as you were upon Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu when he made hijrat, Allah ta'ala, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam established ukhuwat. In other words, brotherhood of Islam. We know when Sahaba of Makkah left Makkah Mukarramah and they went to Medina Munawwara, they were penniless. All they had was the clothes on their backs. Allah's Rasul established brotherhood with the Sahaba or the Ansar of Medina. The Sahabi that was appointed as the brother of Ammar bin Yasir was Uzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhu participated in all the battles with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
and during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ta'ala anhu, in the 20th year of Hijrah, he was appointed as the governor of Kufa. Ammar ta'ala anhu became shaheed in the battle of Siffin. He was 91 years of age at that time. This was in the 37th year of Hijrah. And we find that 62 ahadith are narrated from Ahmad bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. With regards to what you call, what ulama refer to as manaqib of sahaba, in other words, special praises that were granted to the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, certain unique position, maqam, status, which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam granted them. We find that in one marfu hadith, it is mentioned, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Wahtadu bihadi Ammar. That gain guidance by following Ammar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Another narration of Khalid radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The Sanad is munqati'ah, but it is a marfu riwayat. Khalid radiallahu ta'ala anhu said that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man aada Ammaran aadahullah. Wa man abghada Ammaran abghadahullah. That person who shows who goes into conflict with Ammar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Allah goes into conflict with him. And that person who shows hatred for Ammar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Allah hates such a person. So coming back to this riwayat, the narrator is Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And as we mentioned, 62 ahadith are narrated from him. This is one of those ahadith. He says, Samiyatu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Inna tula salati rajul, the length or the lengthening of a person's salah wa qisara khutbatihi and the shortening of his sermon or lecture or khutbah, ma inna tum min fiqhihi is a sign of the intelligence of this person. Fa'atilu salah, so lengthen your salah wa aqsirul khutbah and shorten your khutbah, shorten your sermon. Ulamai Kiram say this hadith refers to specifically to the khutbah of the day of Jumu'ah. And it also has a general hidayat and guidance referring to other khutbahs or other sermons. From this hadith, we learn the directive of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, lengthen the salah and shorten the khutbah. Now if you look at just the literal meaning of this hadith, obviously there appears to be a slight apparent contradiction with other ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, wherein we are clearly told that an imam should not be over lengthening the salah. In fact, we did the hadith a few weeks ago when one sahabi said that he never used to come for fajr salah with jamaat behind the imam because the imam was reading too long. And to this, the sahaba say that they never saw Rasulullah become so angry like he became on that day. And he said that some, some of you people are practicing deen in such a way that mutanaffireen, you are causing other people to run away from deen. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa clearly exhorted in other ahadith that be cognizant and aware of the elderly that are behind you. Be cognizant of the weak that are behind you. Sahaba say at times when a baby would start crying, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would shorten his salah. 
So, and we find in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, other ahadith along this line. So, what does it mean if we look at those ahadith and now this hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that lengthen your salah and shorten your khutbah. Ulamai kiram say that first meaning is that lengthen your salah in relation to the khutbah. Mustn't be that the khutbah is overly long and then the salah is overly short. But in relation to the khutbah, the salah should be long. If you look at the khutbah itself, particularly the khutbah of Jumu'ah, various narrations, Jabir bin Samura radiallahu ta'ala narrates the riwayat of Muslim Sharif, Kuntu usalli ma'a Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa kanat salatuhu qasdan wa khutbatuhu qasdan. He said that I would read Salah with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, referring to the day of Jumu'ah. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's Salah itself was brief, was not overly long. And his khutbah also was brief, qasdan, it was precise, it was not overly long. Another hadith, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يطيل الموعظة يوم الجمعة Nabi Wasallam would not lengthen the advices that he would give on the day of Jumu'ah. إِنَّمَا هُوَ كَلِمَاتِ يَسِيرَاتِ It would be just a few words. Another narration, Sahabi says, شَهِدْتُ مَا رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ الْجُمُعَةِ فَقَامَ مُتَوَكِّئًا عَلَىٰ عَصَى Sahabi says that I was present with Rasulullah ﷺ on the day of Jumu'ah. I observed that he would deliver the khutbah leaning on a stick, on an asa. That is where we get the practice of the khatib using an asa on the day of Jumu'ah, leaning on it. As the Sahabi said, I observed Rasulullah ﷺ was doing. And then the khutbah itself, he describes it. He says, Kalimat, Khafifat, Tayyibat, Mubarakat. A few light, pure and full of barakat and blessing words. Choice words Rasulullah sallallahu would use in the khutbah of Jumu'ah. Another hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, He said, Allah has commanded me to be brief in, what, in my speech. Because there is khair, there is goodness in, in being brief. So one hand, we find that without a doubt, the khutbah, particularly the khutbah of Jumu'ah, and the other khutbah and sermons of Nabi Wasallam generally would not be very long. It wouldn't be a burden. It would not be overly verbose. His words were chosen. They were full of logic. It was sweet, was lucid, clearly, easily comprehensible and, exa- and, and understood. On the other hand, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his salah also was not overly long. إِذَا صَلَّ أَحَدُكُمْ بِالنَّاسِ فَلْيُخَفِّفْ Hadith is absolutely clear. Rasulullah said, when you are the imam, when you are leading the people in salah, فَلْيُخَفِّفْ Don't let it be too long. Let it be within the capacity of the people. So the explanation ulamai kiram give, as I mentioned, one is that shorten the sermon in relation to the salah. When compared in the khutbah, compared to the salah, the salah should be longer. Obviously, when we talk of lengthening the salah, our guideline is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Don't lengthen the salah longer than his salah. And don't lengthen the salah in such a manner 
that you cause taklif to the elderly and you inconvenience the old and the weak, etc. Also, ulama Kiram mentioned, they say, what is maqsood, what is the object? Salah is the object. The khutbah or the sermon is to instruct people or to encourage them towards salah. So if the object is salah, the salah should be longer. The khutbah is a means of achieving salah. In salah itself, what is maqsood? Aqim salata li dhikri. Allah says, establish salah for my remembrance. So in salah, Allah's remembrance, khushu and khudu of Allah is maqsood. This is why we lengthen the salah and we shorten the khutbah. Let the khutbah not be too long. So that itself doesn't become a burden. And we find in the hadith, look at the beautiful way in Rasulullah in which Nabi Pakistan encourages this. He says, Ma'innatum min fiqhihi. This is a sign of the true intelligence of a person, of an imam, a khatib, one who is leading a community. For him, for his khutbah not to be overly long, and for his salah to be longer than the khutbah, and for him to be in touch with the people in such a way that he is able to, what we call sambalna, look after his musallis, etc. This is a sign of the fiqh and intelligence and understanding which Allah Ta'ala has given such a khatib. Allah give us tawfiq, subhanahu